Hello and welcome to Kuga episode 6 of Journey Through the Decacast, a camera retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I am dying, Chris. And I am not dead, Evan. And this week, Kuga died. But he got better. Just straight died. At the end of this episode, your intrepid podcasters will just totally die, and there will be a cliffhanger so that you won't know if we'll be here next time. Spoilers, we're going to be here next time to probably talk about Geo. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, But this this set of episodes we watched was 17 through 20. And uh, yes. one of them is a recap episode. Yeah. Uh, not just a type of recap episode where you have the characters have conversations in situations where going on about, oh, hey, man, it's been really weird, this stuff that's been happening. No, it's straight up, hey, we're going to yeah. cut away from the action yeah. with a narrator. Kuga starts getting in a fight, and then there's a non-diegetic narrator who explains what the show has been about so far. Yeah, pretty much. And th- yeah, this is episode seven, 17. It's called Preparation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very little new photography in this episode. Yeah, there's kind of... There's a new monster for a little bit, and they fight. I, I think he's actually a pretty good monster design. He- he's got yeah, like no, this, uh, like, uh, I don't know, baboon thing going on. Where he's, I thought he's, it was kind of like a lion. It-, it looked like a fanged ape to me. But yeah, would, yeah, no, I could see that. It's a pretty cool design. Yeah, so we get a cold open of um, Boa Lady. It's kind of just hanging out, and uh, get the figure finding out that uh, number twenty four was taken care of from a newspaper that blows by. So. She um she asks the lion monkey guy to uh she tells him that seventy killing seventy people in six hours should be good enough. Yeah. Uh ostensibly for the game they're playing. Yeah, and he's got a weird knuckle duster thing. Yeah, he's got a knuckle duster thing. So, yeah. so I looked it up on the wiki. He he is tiger. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But seventy people in six hours is is pretty big because like what the the total kill counts like what the low three hundreds right now yeah I uh, think it's like just below three hundred. Didn't Piranha Dude promise to do like two hundred in two days or something? Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, he he got killed by Kuka. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a thought occur to me this time after uh, Red Boa Lady does the touch the fang ring to the belt and twist it thing. Yeah. I wonder if that's some sort of uh ultimatum on this game they're playing. Like uh I I don't know. Like maybe if the time limit runs out, they die or blow huh. up or something. Maybe. Or if they're injured, I don't know. It just uh in the next episode, they actually have a monster that dies without blowing up and it was the it didn't have a belt. So, it just made me wonder if this was like a like a death game thing for the them. mushroom one didn't have a belt. I didn't notice. No, the first one did, but the clones don't. Oh, right. Okay. 
Well, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Right. Because we got to finish this recap episode, which <laughs> shouldn't take too long. There's not much there. They recapped a bunch. Yeah, so we come back from the intro, and Godai is riding on the bike when he gets a call from Ichijo about number 25, that it's in Ikebukuro. Ikebukuro. So uh, Godai drives over there. There's a lot of dead people. He gets super. He gets attacked by this tiger dude, who uh, breaks the bike. He smashes the, uh, like handles the set where the handles come out of, and yeah. all the electronics up there. The bike is destroyed. Yes, there's no, a new bike. Not the bike. <laughs> they literally just give him. He just gets like the same bike. It just has an A at the end of the name. It's the Tri Tracer A. They, they fix it. No, it's not even fixed yet. He has a different one. Uh, I the the guy who plays the monster does this uh, thing where, uh, like when when Godai drives up to him, he like tries to shake a policeman away because he's lying there dead and stuff, and the monster just like casually stands up from nearby guy he murdered, and he like takes one claw and like flicks the hair on his chin. It's pretty cool looking. It's an intimidating <laughs> move. I just thought it was neat. Good suit yeah. actor work. It is. But uh, Godai transforms into Kuga, and then oh wait, what? Who's who is this mysterious voice from the sky? <laughs> it's, it's the narrator, and uh, starts asking, "Oh, who is this strange masked man? How did he attain this power?" What is he fighting for? You haven't watched the previous 16 episodes. They finally introduced Kamen Rider Kuga's partner uh, writer, the Kamen Rider narrator. Yes. <laughs> now, see, this this was actually kind of a bonus, because um, for this set of episodes, I went and watched these with my parents. That's so perfect that you just happened to get the recap episode. I know. So it, <laughs> we, we started with this recap episode, 17 through 20. Uh, report, my dad really kind of likes Kamen Rider. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was interested in it the entire time, even if a lot of the time he was going, he looks like a bug. <laughs> Why does he look like a bug? <laughs> it's just tradition. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah, so we get this nice recap that shows, oh, hey, the police are thinking about the unidentified life forms, but number two and four are the good ones. And then the two and four were fighting... Yeah. And then he saved a cop. The, they really <laughs> explicitly state the motive, like Godai's motivation. You know. Yeah, it's this is very blatantly a you know if if you've got a friend that you want to watch Kuga, but you don't want to have them watch the first sixteen episodes, you could just start on seventeen because this gives you a basic. Here's Godai yeah, Yusuke. Uh, omniscient narrator just basically tells us uh, Godai Yusuke is a sweet good boy and he wants everyone to be happy. That's literally all there is to his motivation. Yeah, wants, pretty much. He wants to see people smile. If I was if I was a fancy editor, I'd like fade out and like do recaps of previous episodes when we're talking about <laughs> Kuga. That would be really cool, but it involve a lot of good. podcast listening. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just not going to do it, and we can all pretend that I did. Yeah, I, I would be really impressed, but yeah, don't feel obligated to do that. Oh, and I did notice, um, when they're recapping the part with the fight with the Batman, uh, I remember talking about earlier that I wasn't sure if he had he had a one of those weird belts like all the others do, and he does. Oh. 
I guess what I, he's just there to be Lackey Boy now. I guess I so. If he lost his belt or something, I think he's gonna be in episode twenty-one. We'll have to look if he has a belt then. Yeah, I don't think I saw it, but whatever. He just won't go away. Uh, there, they also recap the bit where um, they did bike tricks, where Common Rider Sue Doctor did <laughs> yes. bike tricks. And after, considering after the narrator finished tell finishes telling us about. Common Rider Kuga and how awesome he is. They have to tell us about Common Rider Kuga's bike that he got from the police. <laughs> Which uh, I I gotta say they don't do this, but it would have been amazing considering the bike got broke at the beginning of this episode if they had played like soft focus mournful music <laughs> over these whole sequences. <laughs> Memories. That'd be good. And yes, we get a recap of uh, I think it was episode four. Or five that it was here. It, man, guys, we got a really good bike actor. <laughs> Let's watch all these cool bike tricks. Yup. Pretty sure that was episode four, yeah. Yeah, so we get the thing about the bike, and then we get the then we get the introduction to uh the people that who know Godai is Kuga. Yeah, let me tell yeah. you about the supporting cast. Let's let's talk about the supporting cast. The, they you know, do there tell are us that, that Kuga is sort of a secret identity, which okay. <laughs> like, there are people who know he's Kuga, even ones that don't believe him. Yeah, like the owner. Someone needs to tell Godai that Kuga is his secret identity, if that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's secret in that some people don't believe him when he talks. Because <laughs> we get a nice clip of the owner going, "Wait, like you mean this actress whose name is Kuga?" Yeah, there's 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 detective guy, there's researcher lady, there's uh coroner doctor, and then there's police researcher lady. I really like I I feel like they're kind of uh like pre uh, like preemptively promoting the coroner to main cast cuz he hasn't gotten as many scenes as the other characters. Because he's going to be real important in the next couple episodes. Yeah, That's it's true. The, these next few episodes, he really kind of shot forward in prominence. That, that was a really a good move on However, whoever was editing this one. There's a sacrifice for him to to be more of a main character, and we've lost my favorite side character. Uh, who don't they bring up? John? Coroner's not girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, well, we oh, find that, out that she broke up, up with Yeah, him. they break, they break up. up. I'm super sad. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, John then, and, uh... What? Um, there was another character... Uh, I want to say Mika, but I don't think it's Mika. Yeah. Oh, they, they don't mention, uh... The, uh, owner's daughter. They don't mention oh, her Nana? Nana. And they don't mention, uh... Um... Uh... Ichigo's... Uh, Ichigo's, uh... Staff... Like, uh... Other staff friends from back in Nagano. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they're just kind of the main sec. The, the the last one they talk about is Minori. Yeah, it. yeah, the sister. Yep. And we get a scene about cut scene through all the different forms. Yep. Get to see all the cool transformations. Um. And once that's done, we finally come back to. Kuga and the tiger monster fighting. They've been fighting from midday into the sunset now. Into, yes, it's now evening. They're, the fights, I don't know, They see, Kuga seems to be getting his butt, bu butt booped a bit badly. I mean, it seems it's like they're pretty that evenly matched, but yeah, this guy's kind of winning out over time. Yeah. 
and then he like wraps it. There's this very weird scene change where their fight, Kuka gets back up, tries to pose. Uh, the tiger man wraps his arm in a chain, grabs him, wraps it around his neck, and then moves to slam him on the wall. And then it's night. And there's a scene cut, and then suddenly it's nighttime. Oh, this isn't as bad as what... Th- I think there's one in episode 20 where they're in, like, a rocky underpass, and someone gets thrown off camera, and suddenly they're rolling down a grassy hill in a totally yeah. different place. <laughs> yeah. That one was really my favorite, and this is yeah. it. So this uh, fight scene ends with the narrator now describing, Oh, hey, who are these weird monsters that seem to have come out and keep killing people? And yeah, good good question. I also want to know. Please tell me, narrator. And so we get the history <laughs> of the Garangi. Spoilers, the narrator doesn't tell us these answers. He doesn't tell us No, he does not really. We just get another scene of number zero... Summoning the rest of the Garangi. I, I, number Zero does have a belt. He has one of the, yes. the Monster Face belts, which is I think he has the original belt. I think this is the most we've seen of Number Zero, even including like the first episode he was in. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they're showing him more clearly in this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, goes on to talk about there possibly being the possibility of 200 Garangi. That's a lot. Uh, talking about the policemen finding and investigating their base and oh what's their true goal we don't know but they seem to be counting kills we get a bunch of scenes of all the different garagi going out and killing people and cut scenes of them fighting and then talking about number zero not knowing what's going on and then we get back to Ikabaguro and Godai Yusuke fighting. I, I like how the narrator says many puzzles are still left to be solved as the unidentified life forms continue their killing spree. Uh, yes, all all of the puzzles. No puzzles have been <laughs> yeah, solved yet. No. Well, no, no. We we figured out what they're called. <laughs> yeah. And then that's true. You know, they're called the Grunky. And then, for no seeming reason, Kuga is able to, like, he's getting choked pretty badly is able to elbow the tiger guy in the gut, punch him off, and then we get a nice cool rider kick, and he kicks the guy, and he explodes, and that's pretty much the episode. I guess after fighting all day, he finally decided to do a rider kick. Yeah, I I guess after fighting for, like, three or four hours. Okay, uh, theory? I'm actually, I don't think this is true, but, uh, I did just notice... <laughs> Right before he knocks the guy off and does the rider kick, the guy slams the chain uh, past Godai into these barrels filled with oil and then through an electrical transformer, and the oil catches on fire and creates a stream of fire across the strip. It Maybe being near fire powers up Mighty Form, because it's the maybe, fire form. You know what? Sure. I don't know. Sure. If that turns out to actually be true, that would be pretty awesome. But, uh, it would I kind of doubt it. No. I'm just trying to no-prize it. It would be neat. Monster blows up. Ichijo shows up. They kind of solemnly stare at the fire together. (laughs) And then Godai's like, oh yeah, I broke this bike. (laughs) Can you please fix my bike? And we get this nice thing of 
we get to see Godai pantomiming to Ichijo what's going on as the narrator describes, Oh, today and tomorrow, Godai will keep fighting, and he will be the hero. And then the episode ends. Yeah. Yep. And that's our recap episode. Oh, boy. Not real good to talk about, but... There was much recapping. Yeah. It, it definitely recapped what had previously happened. If you don't want... If you want to try and get someone to watch this, but don't want them to start... They don't want to start. Start them at 17, I guess. Yeah, and that was the uh, that was the first episode that had a fourth director outside of the ones we've mentioned so far. I yep. I don't know what the production on the show is like because I can't read all the credits and stuff, but I'm assuming that was like their second unit director or maybe, you know, chief editor or director of photography cuz that was there was very little original photography in this episode, probably about yeah. 3 minutes worth, and I'm assuming they just credited whoever shot that or whoever did the editing. Very strange episode. It felt so out of tone to everything else we've seen so far. But yeah, it was kind of weird because like it was all normal up until the narrator comes in, and you're just like, yes. "Wait, what?" It's yeah, like, oh, we're gonna get this. I wonder what this. I wonder what this tiger dude's story is. Nope, that important. Right. Nope. I, I don't even. I don't think he ever comes up again. He's never mentioned again. He was literally just show up and get killed. Well, yeah, he's dead yeah. now. It's extremely weird, but in compensation, we get a three-parter that I really liked. I thought this three-parter was yeah, no. kind of awesome. This is a great set of episodes. It, yeah, I'm into it. It feels like the like a season finale and opener for like an arc of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, we finished our beginning arc. Let's have this little major conclusion and begin Act 2. Yeah, I can see that. So the first part of this is episode 18, Loss, where we start off with uh, Yusuke uh, banging on a trash can. And on a whole bunch of trash cans and random crap out in front of Pole Pole. And he calls it, this is uh, his 1,808th skill, it is called Stomp. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember commercials for like a a group of like, like improv... Uh, percussion. I'm pretty sure I went to that pro. I'm pretty sure I went to that show. I think I have a pair of drumsticks at my parents' house that are Stomp branded. Okay, well, hey. It's totally a thing. I'm glad I'm not making up this memory then, because yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd seen this before. See, I just Mm -hmm. saw it, and I thought back to the Doug cartoon where he's just banging on the trash can. Yeah. I didn't like Doug. It wasn't fantastical enough okay that's fair but uh as a child i was uh morally opposed to any cartoon that was set in anything resembling reality i could relate to an anxiety though (laughs) (laughs) not saying i was right i'm just saying that was how i felt as a child (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll we'll show off the dog podcast for now yeah so uh niece nana comes out She's super into the banging. And then there's a weird translation error in the episodes we've had, because Godai says, it's one of my 1,808 skills. Yeah, we we know Godai has 2,000 skills, so yeah. someone in the subgroup. So I th- I think it was just that this it was my 1,808th skill, is what it's right. supposed to be. Yeah. 
Because yes. there's also later that he's like, oh, one of my 20 skills. And I'm like, wait a minute, no. No. Uh, I, oh, I no, thought he, right. he had 20 categories of skills. Maybe? He's Not got sure. a lot of skills. If he has 100 skills in 20 categories each, that would be pretty awesome. It would. Though I'm curious what other skills would be in the same category with being common Rider. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe like some martial arts and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. If they said he liked new Tai Chi and karate, yeah, it'd be like, yeah. 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 Before he became common Rider, then sure. Yeah, Godai's a fighter class, he gets a lot of feats. <laughs> Uh, he is practicing this program because he's going to perform it for the kids. The kids. Sister, the kids perform, do it for the children. The kindergarten. Uh, at his sister's place of work. But they get called inside and then we go to our intro. Common Rider Kuga is for the children. He totally is. Yeah. And I just noticed something. In each of these intros now, like at the very beginning, when we get there's a couple flashes of different scenes, and I've noticed, at least on these past two, I'll need to check the others. Like in the very beginning was going dun, 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 and there are scenes flashing by. It's some of the scenes are of the monster of that week, of the of the villains of that week. Yeah, yeah, they'll actually show us the villain from as they begin the opening, which is a, a neat touch. That's pretty cool. It's it's just like a see a uh just a scene or two, or a quick frame or two, but it's nice. Oh, huh. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I only just now noticed it. But, okay, so we come back from the opening, and we're at Jonan University at 11.07 a.m. Doing Sakurako that sweet is, research. Yep, doing that sweet, sweet research. And she's not really... It's not really focusing on anything, just kind of her working... When Ichijo calls, he's a Metro Police HQ, and he wants to know how the research is going, but she doesn't really have any information for him other than the name of the uh, flying artifact that combined with Godai's bike, and I think it's Goruman. Uh, I think it's just Gaurum. Goram. 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 G-O-U-R-A-M. Yep. Bug bike. It's weird. And then it cuts over to the National Research Institute where Enokita and friends are trying to get the artifact to react again. And the the researchers that don't actually know anything about Godai are like, so uh so we should get that weird guy back in here because <laughs> it reacted when he touched it. <laughs> it's really good. And once we get that, we go and we Go to Shinjuku at 12.26 p.m. And we get to meet our new Garangi. And they... They is the very correct term yeah, for no, it. Yeah, no, they is a very specifically correct term. Right. Because this is a character that is, while not androgynous, is very difficult to I mean, tell. they're so, pretty androgynous. Yeah, they're pretty andro... It's a very masculine jaw and feminine voice the, and their face mannerisms makes it clear and... that the actor playing them is a man probably yeah but it the character is very much a they yeah uh the first thing we see of her is her cool or their cool heels and they have a white uh white wide brimmed hat with a silver with silver hair mm -hmm. it's 
very uh it, it's much cooler looking than the past couple human forms have been I, I guess they went to the extent with uh outlandishly ridiculous and decided to go for a slightly different aesthetic remember the days of triple belt guy i man i i love triple belt guy yeah. i'll never forget triple belt guy this Garangi seems to be very interested in the exhaust for the air conditioners. Which we actually a, learn about later. Yes, before a young woman comes down the alleyway, uh, kind of gets hug, a li- like hugged, kind of, and they give her a kiss of death, it seems to be. And they have a mushroom stamped on their hand. Okay, you were ma- able to immediately pick this out as a mushroom? That it was a mushroom? Yeah. Yes. Uh-oh, no, I okay. saw that immediately, which, of course, made me stop and think, because while there could be an entire argument made about how mushrooms could actually be classified as animals, this is the first non-animal garangi we've Right. Had. Yeah. I did not... I had spent this episode and the next episode trying to figure out what their theme was supposed to be. Because I couldn't figure out what kind of animal thing they were until it's a uh, mushroom. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is mushroom. Kuga kicks them down in the next episode, and you can see that uh, the underside of parts of their armor have like the mushroom cap frills on the underside. Mm-hmm. I I had not figured out what they were supposed to be until I saw those. I was like, ah, and it's it's very weird because they act di- like very different. From any other Garangi right. that we've had. It's kind of obsessed. Instead of being like, oh, I hate this specific thing. It was much more of, I want this. I want it to be beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, a like a finesse to to the killing. Like it's not it's not like gory killing. It's like stealthy poison. killing yeah it's poison i want to say seductive killing which i guess maybe it's, is it's still a valid little bit. well yeah that first scene of them coming up and like embracing the woman and giving the hissing kiss it had a seductive air to it right. even if it was creepy and weird and going oh no yeah so uh, so also i'm gonna be that that person again and so for for this one um, I, I don't think they ever say their name in this episode, but the last part ends in uh, in D, and uh, D is for plant grungy. So oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. It's um ba is for insects, da is for mammals, gi is for fish, gu is for birds, and ri is for reptiles. Huh. Okay. Cool. Huh. Well. Because we talked about before how they're, how like the Grungy names are broken up into three segments. Yes. Yeah. It's the last segment is the creature type. And the first one is like their rank, which we they they mention I think in what episode twenty that they want to be the goal is to apparently to be a go. Yes, that that comes up very much later. I think like in episode twenty. So we're slightly putting together some stuff about the Grungy. Yes, yep. their ruling party is the Go, and they, they something about what they're doing of killing humans is some sort of test or trial to join the Go. Right, and I think I think the first couple people were the were Zoo, 
were zo- like zoo class. Yeah, because I remember Zubadu running into May May class. I, I can remember Zubaduba. Oh yeah, his name yeah. is very fun. Yeah. So I will not spoil yes. what's on this wiki page, but I'll just say that the the first part of the name is for group, and then it's species, and then it's creature creature type. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, so so once the Grogi has finished killing, they turn away. They move. They've got three bracelets on their arm. That seemed to be fairly full. Click one over, turn, and then we cut back to Pole Pole, where Godai is banging on pots a whole lot. Yeah, more stomp practice. Inside, more stomp practice. And owner gets jealous. Because <laughs> his niece really likes Godai. Yo. Oh, owner's fun. I like him. And get, Godai gets, then gets a call from Ichijo, telling him, hey, 26 has shown up, and so Godai runs off. Right. On a bike. That is a spare bike, I guess. Yeah, they didn't really say. Yeah, it's never really shown or explained that, hey, we're going to fix this. It's just, oh, bike shows up and it's fine again. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then we cut to like a th- uh, the Toshima Ward, and where where Godai's sister is like doing a field trip, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, "Godai is going to come and do this thing, right?" Yeah. And she's like, "Yep, he's going to do this thing. He's going to do the thing. He's, gonna- he's definitely not going to die. He's just going to show up. Nothing bad's going to happen." We cut back to an underpass where there is a businessman on the phone doing business uh, i noticed he bows to the person he's on the phone with yeah it's i i am i have heard that being a tick you can learn where it's just you living in japan you become so used to bowing in conversation that you'll have people doing it on the phone yeah I, i'm not gonna say i've never hand gestured at people i'm on the phone with so i know. do it all the time oh yeah no i i do it too i'm doing it right now when we're podcasting <laughs> I make all sorts of fan motions no one will ever see. The uh, Garangi goes up to this businessman who's like, who are you? What What do you want? What are you doing? Stop it! Oh, no! And we get a flash of what the Garangi looks like for, I guess, the blow smoke up his face. Right. And Godai shows up just in the nick of time to see the dead businessman. And the, uh, Garagi stalking him, who probably think he's just, like, a normal person. Yeah, tries to grab, uh, Godai and do the same, um, kiss, breathe thing, uh, but Godai manages to shove them off. Mm-hmm. Yep, he shoves him, he shoves them so hard that they turn into their monster form. Right. Uh, this monster... Okay, there's a reason I did not immediately figure out this was a mushroom. Because the monster form looks like <clears throat> a cross between, like, a JoJo stand. Like, what if a JoJo stand oh, was made yeah, out of no, wood? Oh, yeah, no, I could... Oh, no, it looks like, uh... Par- it looks like Part 5 Giorno's Golden Wind stand. Oh, oh okay. If we want to get Holy specific crap, about it. I yeah, it, it looks like a cross between... Giorno's golden golden uh, experience and 
um, Echoes Part Three because it's got the little head, the head needle yep. things. Yeah, I can. But see if you that. cross those two and then made them out of wood, that's basically what this thing looks like. Yep. It did not read as mushroom to me initially. Same. But uh, Godai transforms. The Garangi is surprised, like, oh, oh god, it's Kuga, and tries to turn away, and Kuga immediately starts whooping it, like, really badly. Yeah, yeah, the, they are... He's, he's winning very handily. Yeah, they are no match for Kuga physically. But then Kuga punches into a wall and misses, because the Garangi kind of just dodges to the side, and they're able to grab Kuga and inject him with the gas, whatever... Which yeah, causes the Kuga spores. to start, yeah, the spores causes Kuga to start freaking out and convulsing. Right. The Garangi runs away, Kuga tries to chase him, and collapses, going from mighty form to shine form. It's, uh, it's pretty creepy, cause, uh... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, we can't see, uh, Kuga's face, cause he's in, he's still in his, uh, you know, writer form, but... Like, yeah, the suit actor he, is putting a lot of intense, like, pain into the emotions. It, it, it very much looks like he's having a seizure. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, yes, that is actually what it looks like. I've seen people have seizures. Pretty much looks yes, like I, that. Mm-hmm. And then Ichijo shows up, and Godai has come out of his form, and it's not pleasant. Like, his lips are starting to turn blue, and he's convulsing, and... Ooh. Ooh. It was serious business. And calls Sakurako, who gets information. It's like, hey, we're taking him to sending him to Tsubaki at the Kanto Medical, but can, we got to find a way to contact his sister. <laughs> it's real business because uh, Goda is real sick. Yeah. It's not good. But they try to call Minori, and she's out walking the children. So Sakurako is going to call back later because she's got to go to the hospital. Right. Yeah, so basically they're bringing all of our secondary characters together since Godai is, you know, kind of down and out. Uh clever that they do this right after the recap episode. They were they reminded us all of how much they all have emotionally invested in him. Yeah, it's very neat. It's like here are all these characters that have very good emotional investment in our main character. He might die. Yeah. I I I do uh okay, I I don't think I'd remembered this, but uh when they call coroner guy, he is in the middle of a date with uh, that lady. Uh, he is going to blame Ichijo for her breaking up with him. But yeah, on this, it's not Ichijo's fault. Yeah, on this date, no. uh, the what we see her, him say to her is, "You have a nice collarbone, and your shins are good too." So uh, yeah, this is not Ichijo's and, fault, and it's also he like. Worse than just kind of saying it out of nowhere, she's like, he's asking her, he's like, oh, man, you think the food tastes, the food's here is great, right? She responds, yeah, it is. You have a really nice collarbone. (laughs) What? It's not just your collarbone, your shins are great, too. Rachel, uh, when she saw that line, said, anyone who on a date said you had a nice collarbone, they are 99.9% chance of vampire. They're, yeah. they're, they're a vampire. Just so few yeah. other reasons that that could happen. But yes, uh, Ichijo calls him too and calls him in. Yep. And then there's a scene where he finds um, the glasses from the previous victim 
and he sees those spores on him, and he's like, this is important. Yeah, he sees some slight orange particulate. Gives it to, uh, God, what's that? What's this secondary cop's name? Oh, I forget, and he comes Sugita. back later too. Yes. Oh, the the guy with the the guy who's balding, balding cop. Yes, Sagita. Yeah, who keeps getting saved by four. Yeah, he, I I probably do need to start thinking of this guy as a main character because he's been he, showing he, up a well, lot. Well, he's at least a tertiary. Yeah, or secondary. But um, he's going to take the glasses to Enikita to get looked at. Uh, and then we cut back to the hospital where Godai has finally arrived and the coroner is getting some information and uh Godai does not look good at all. No. Yeah, they got him in a breathing mask. They're willing him to ICU. He's kind of got this w- really harsh grimace on his face where he seems like he's got his teeth clenched and his eyes are kind of bulging out of his skull. Ugh, it I'm not sure if it's just how they cut it or if they did makeup. But whatever they did is to shoot him like this. It looks he does not look good during at all. the sequence. He looks. Uh, this is kind of a weird thing. A uh, weird thing to say about the production. He looks extremely authentically sweaty, the way someone who is in intense pain does. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It, it very much looks like he's. He looks like he's in intense pain, and this is not a good time. <laughs> right. Oh, it's nuts. It's also here they talk about, like, conscious levels. Are there different conscious levels? Do, yeah. do I just not know uh, this? I was also like, uh, is this a rule in the Common Rider universe, or do I not know something about medicine? Did you look it up? Did you did you figure I, it out? I didn't look it up, no. I, I just finished watching these, like, ten minutes before we started recording. Well, I guess we'll never know then. Yeah, it is impossible to know that. Yep. Never, ever, no. So, but, yeah, okay, so they, they uh, Inokita and the balding cop then have a scene where they talk about a sig- significant history they have together that I am not really sure what they're talking about. That's, yeah, so we get a short scene of um, Minori being informed, finally getting oh, back from okay. walking to kids. Yeah, I, I jumped ahead. And getting because... informed about Godai, so she's going to go do that that's fine it's just a short minori getting informed oh yeah this thing that we never find out about i was confused by this too but yeah so sugita shows up with enikita and he's he's talking about he went to some grave this morning to pay their respects so and did not entirely sure what they're talking about maybe i maybe they're talking about ichijo's dad well no i think um, um it's in it's in it's in the bike episode episode four because Kuga comes in and saves him, but before that, oh, a bunch right. of his um, a bunch of like his coworkers, I guess, were killed in that massacre by the by that one Grungi, whichever one that was. Uh, the guy right, who was right, a cricket right. with a scarf. Yes, Badu. Yeah, the guy who kept dropping people off stuff. No, mm-hmm. I don't think it was him. It was before that. It was with the bike episode. I thought the Panther Lady. Yes, I think it was her actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Because he's the one, yeah. like, at the end, he, like, goes to pull out his gun, and then he's like, I'm not gonna shoot Kuga, he helped me. Right, right, okay. Yes. Yeah, and it seems like they both had some strong relationship to this character that, um, we don't really know. 
Yeah. But, uh, so he hands over the glasses with the spores on them to Enikita. And then we cut back to Godai in the hospital, and Sakurako and Minori have shown up. Yep. And so Mr. Coroner is going to come out and basically inform them everything of what's going on with Godai. But before he's able to explain, we cut back to Gurangi. Right. And we get our new mushroom Gurangi, who seems still pretty beaten up, and then gets yeah. accosted by the rest of the gang, and they're very much like, you don't have time to rest, you gotta get up and kill things, you're gonna... Yeah. It seems like they're taunting him. The the posse is uh, Red Boa Lady, Bat Guy, and two other Gurangi we've seen previously. Um... Oh god, I don't I'm not really sure how to describe these guys. And one of them is a lady, so you can describe that one as lady. <laughs> well, there are there are several ladies. Well no, it's just a red boa lady and the other lady. Yeah, red boa lady and uh gold jewelry lady, maybe. That'll work. She's she's pretty cool looking. And then and there's then uh, this, what, crazy uh, the eyes go- guy. The goggles dude. I, I always think of him as crazy eyes guy. <laughs> but uh Batman tries to accost our new mushroom Garangi. No and one likes not, Batman. Really does not great, because they just blow spores in his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah mu- the mushroom person, yeah, spores up the bat guy, and uh, he's... Uh, and then starts... He starts going through the same thing that Kuga's going through. Yeah, yep. and our mushroom starts bragging like, oh, Kuga's gonna be dead soon because of my power. So we're gonna have lots of fun. So do you think killing Kuga's like bonus points? Yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think it's part of their main needs, but it's like he's the one fighting against them, so it's a mark of pride. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, he Kuga stops whoever is playing the game, so I guess yeah. Kuga's the final boss of murder or something. <laughs> Is it an is it an alternative win condition to kill Kuga instead of killing all your people? I don't yeah. know. Well, it ends out with our mushroom saying that there's 125 left and they'll bring it to a beautiful end. I think they're saying they have 125 people left to kill. Probably. Yeah, maybe maybe you can reach your kill total, kill Kuga, uh, put all of the five rings into play, or get seven agenda points in order to win. Right, <laughs> summon Exodia, Pasco, and collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. There, there. It's a game <laughs> with rules, maybe. Uh there seem to be some. We just don't know them yet. Okay, so yeah, we go back to a uh, corner guy after that, and he tells us the uh, spore poison shrinks your organs to kill you. Which that's is, terrifying. Yeah, it. Yeah. that's pretty weird. Terrifying and painful. Oof. Because he's he's started off explaining... It's, uh, the time off screen has spent explaining to Minori and Sakuraka what's been going on. Then he goes and calls Ichijo and explains about how the poison kills that they learned from the autopsy of 26's victims. Yeah. Saying that it was going fast enough that in the time it took for the bodies to be moved from where they died to the hospital, some of the organs had already decayed and shrunk fully. Yep. So it's gone really fast, and the only reason 
that it isn't seeming to happen to Kuga is that what the belt in his abdomen is having some weird reaction. Well, it's they explain later it's because of the belt but he has 20 times the normal amount of white blood cells right yeah i I wrote down all these details because like the later half of this episode is just blackjack as fuck and i love blackjack (laughs) you know since uh uh cells at work was running recently this did kind of make me imagine like a tiny little cut in of like some white (laughs) blood cells with little kuga belts on them Going, oh, that'd be so good. And that's real good. Someone up. fan art this. <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah. Ichido ends out the phone call asking to talk to Godai. And we get the end. Oh. He asks to talk to Godai, and he brings his fist up, and he gives himself a little thumbs up. Right. Grips his fist, and it's like, oh, Ichijo. This Your this buddy? episode hits the bromance between Ichijo and Godai really hard. Oh, it's real good. Yeah, there's a scene at the next episode that I, I really loved, actually, but we'll get to that. But, uh, okay, so then we go back to the coroner who goes, and Sakurako is saying that she's going to go back and keep translating because there might be something in there that can be helpful. Great, everybody and kind so of resolves to go, to go do, do their thing. Do what they can, yes. Yeah. Also, I feel like we're going to forget to bring it up, but pretty much any time they show Godai, the charms from the kids are also on screen somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're it's reminding very important us that you know those he kids. has this link to the children. He made these promises to children. Guga's for the children. He has to make them smile, goddammit. Yep. Then as Godai is leaving, he gets a call from Sugita who has been working with Enokita, and they have discovered that the it is a... Basically, the unidentified life form is using an extremely powerful poison that's airborne, but it can usually only survive in temperatures between 35 to 45 degrees Celsius. Okay. Which is 95 to 113 Fahrenheit. I, I'm a little unclear on the translation here. They say it's a poison, but... um. Like it, it's don't they call it spores at some point too? Like it's mushroom spores, which wouldn't that maybe make it like a parasite I, rather than I a poison? I think one of us may have said spores. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, um, I think they call them spores though at some point. Yeah, so there might be a little bit of inconsistent translation work going. The on spores here. are poison. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Either way, uh, once. The Inchijo is informed about the temperature. He basically makes the leap because there are some AC units nearby. He makes the leap that, oh, it must be staying near the AC units because that's where it's nice and warm. For a minute, I thought so, this, he was saying that all Gronky like being in warm places. And I started thinking, like, is that the common link between all the hideouts they've had? But no, nah, that's just mushroom person because they're mushroom. Mushrooms oh, like just this one. Yeah, like a warm, wet area, like where an AC exhaust would be. Mm. That's where fungus grows. Ichijo is a better detective than me. Good job, Ichijo. (laughs) (laughs) Ichijo is very competent for being in a show where he is not the main superhero. Right. But uh, we get the other cop that comes up. It's like, oh, we're going to start looking for it then. Okay, we'll go. Cuts back to the hospital where coroner is telling Minori that 
Godai had Godai's been keeping the charms from the kids on him at all time. That's so good and, and then, very Godai. Yeah, it is. It's very Godai. And then there's a news report talking about the unidentified life form twenty six is making an appearance. That Minori looks at So so the Japanese SWAT team shows up with gas masks and their high powered rifles. They are trying to find mushroom person. Yep. Okay, and I was going to finish out with saying that Minori decides that she's going to go oh, back to oh, the yeah. kids. Yeah, she goes back to help take care of the children, because that's her role Before I got stuff. interrupted by Kat. But, okay, so we see, yeah, after we see the Japanese SWAT team running around for a while, uh, then it's due to cut back to, uh, to Godai on the, uh, in the hospital. I, I must say... I kind of love how the SWAT team's gas masks, there are at least two or three different types of gas masks that they seem to have, like, bought in bulk for the casting. I mean, I assume they just grabbed what was ever in the prop room, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. It's just funny to me, because I'm thinking of, like, an actual prop, like, standardized uniform. Sta- for a SWAT team, you'd want to have standardized things, and it's just, I love seeing this group of policemen all run by with all these different types of gas masks Right, on. yeah. It doesn't stop on any of them long enough for you to, like, really notice it if you're no, not looking for it. It's, it's, it's not anything they focus on. It's just I notice it, and it's... Yeah, so I also I also notice that. <laughs> and we get these nice shots of cops running through back alleyways. Uh... And then one of them separates for some reason. He's alone. Oh, uh, he gets grabbed from behind by the... Yeah, uh, I took it as he got grabbed and pulled pulled aside. Well, there is one that gets grabbed, but in this first set of scenes of them going out, like, the very last scene is, I think, the one guy that came up... Oh, no, I think it's Ichijo. No, Ichijo's the one uh, that saves him. Ichijo, yeah, and Ichijo's alone because he works alone. That's what Ichijo does. Each shows a lone wolf, a rebel without a cause. Uh, yeah. So, so the mushroom person is about to uh, rip that uh, the one guy's gas mask off and gas him, but Ichijo shoots the mushroom person in the back. Yeah, gas bullets. And they, yeah, either the bullets are working now, or they are less bullet immune than the other monsters have been. Wow. But it, while this is going on, it's cutting back to Godai. And Godai is getting worse. Like the his heart rate is starting to go up. He's starting to writhe more. Um, he's not doing well. Yep. And then he just flatlines. Yep. He flatlines, yeah. and the episode ends. Dun yeah, dun dun. This this end the end of this episode is really hard. It's just just flatline. Uh, yeah. You hear the beeping, and it fades out. There's no music, anything, and it's just end of episode. It's a significantly higher quality cliffhanger than any other ones they've done so far. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, we know Kuga survives because there's another, I don't know, 30 episodes we got to watch. <laughs> but what if he didn't? What if like, they but, had to like transfer like, the belt to someone yeah, else? No, I'm, I'm sitting here and I was sitting watching this and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to put myself mentally in the state of a, say, 10 year old boy who's been watching this show for this past 12 weeks. I would be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would probably have been crying. And go, I've been like, Mom, Optimus Prime's Mom, not going to die, is he? He's not really dead. 
Like, oh, it's really good. I really like this. Yep, it, it, it is really good. good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got 19. Artifact. It's the belt. Okay. The belt's the artifact. Belt is the artifact. And it has magic yes, healing powers. Our cold open in 19 is... Godai being dead. Godai being dead. And the coroner and his team of doctors basically attempting resuscitation. Yeah, yeah you thought the last episode entered dramatically. Yeah, no, the last episode, they just kind of had him die, and they didn't actually do all this important stuff that they're now doing right now, which is all the efforts of resuscitation, which is, like, there's no music playing, you just get the beeping of the alarm in the background as they're yelling at each other, and it's... And they do it, and they go through the cold open, attempting it. Yeah, and I gotta say, after... Having several other episodes where, like, <clears throat> Godai was falling to be impaled to death, or Godai was gonna get run over by a truck, or whatever. And then they immediately reverse it within ten seconds of the next episode starting. I was like, wow, they're really committing to him being dead? Yeah, it's nuts. But we cut back from the opening... To the Shinjuku ward, where the police have set up a cordon, and they're going after 26. Um, and after they've kind of made a decision, a couple of the other side cops are kind of noticing, Hey, man, you know, number four didn't show up this time. What's what's going on? Where is he? And each shows right there, and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he can't say anything. Um, that they go off because there is a possible uh, sighting of 26. And we cut back to more resuscitation attempts, which have gotten significantly more frantic right. in the time we've been away. So I think, like, if you if you add up the timestamps, Tsubaki tries to revive Kuga for, like, an hour and a half. Right. That's... Or no, it's actually closer to, like, two hours straight. Yeah, he That's some goddamn dedication with a breath it, mask and chest compressions and uh, occasional defibrillation. Yeah, because it starts at uh, the episode starts at five um, thirty-seven, and they call time of death at seven forty-four. Damn it! Yeah, but um, so we're attempting these. It cuts to Sakura. I know, it cuts to Sakurako and Jonan, and I really like this little bit because it's. We get a cut. It's a really good the, callback. We do. We get the pullout scene of uh, Coroner doing compressions on Godai. It cuts to Sakurako. The wind is blowing really harshly, and she's working, and she hears a banging. And the mask, the Indonesian mask that was meant to protect against evil spirits that Godai originally brought her at the way, way back in the very first or second episode, has fallen off the wall. Yep. And it cuts back Another to... thing they reminded us of in the recap episode, in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to the coroner. And he's yelling at Godai about, you know, if you die, what could, what's going to go on? And nothing's working. And then it cuts to Minori, who is now waiting. It seems that there's one student left, and... 
his mom hasn't shown up. Yeah, because his mom she, is um in the area that was quarantined off when they're going to hunt the uh, mushroom his monster. His mom was in Shinjuku, where the unidentified life form is. So like, so like, the, the kid's mom's okay, right? I don't have to deal with this kid's mom being dead on top of everything oh, else. We'll yeah, yeah, well, week. that's what it, that's what it's certainly implying right now. Because like, I, I I don't think they say. No, they they say later. They say later. Oh, okay. Maybe spoilers. The mom's fine. Oh, thank God. I honestly do remember. I I know he brought it up, but I guess at that point I just wasn't going to accept if she wasn't okay. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And after they after that they cut back to uh, the corner. Like I I really like the the framing of the cut back. It's pulled up high into the ceiling of the room in the in where Godai is lying. And all of the medical staff are lying around totally stationary, except for the coroner doing test compressions and the guy holding the breath mask to Godai's face. They all know that he is definitely dead. Yeah, it's the thing where just Tsubaki does not want to give up. Mm -hmm. Until he's kind of like, or there's, you know, sensei. And he stops. He checks the pupils for dilation. Because if the pupils don't dilate, then there's no reaction. And he says, thank you. Everyone bows. And they just, they leave. And then it's and it's like fucking dead silent. Yeah, no, it. everything's quiet. Godai is just, it's, get the scene of the coroner looking down on Godai and it cuts to Godai's body and it's. It, Godai's body looks like it has been worked on an attempt to save because there's bruises on the chest yep. yeah, there's, from where they um, were doing compressions and burn marks from y- the defibrillator. Yeah, I thought the burn marks from the defibrillator were a really nice touch, actually, because I don't think I would have noticed if those hadn't been there. That was, that was a yeah, good, and it, uh, he looks production. really kind of sad and pathetic just lying there, this tube in his throat, and just this enti- you know the entire show. He's been so lively and vibrant and. He's just there. And the charms are on the floor next to the bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. That's such a good scene. It is. Man, these episodes are real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the Shinjuku War, where the police are moving up on a writhing lump in a, under a box. And they're all very cautious, and it might be an unidentified life form, and no, it's a bum. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a guy sleeping outside. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, man, is dangerous here. You gotta move." Yeah, I, I like they don't give him shit or anything. They're just like, "Hey, don't get killed by monsters." Yeah, I got more important things to worry about at the moment. But then, um, we get I think my favorite scene out of this set of this the this. Everything having to do with the coroner calling everybody and informing them of Godai's death, I think, are my favorite scenes in the entire series so They're far. Really good. Yeah. yeah so they These are so fucking. They good. establish him in a mostly dark room, sitting on a desk with a sitting at a desk with one light and a phone. And he's gonna call Ichijo first. And he's just kind of staring at the charms, and we get cut back to Ichijo, who gets a phone call and gets in his car. And this scene is all, so good. I love. We, how I was so impressed with no, this. Yeah, we don't get any. We don't get any of 
Ichijo's vocal track. We just get the sounds of everything that's going on around him, of the city around him. And we just get this visual of Ichijo. We get to see Ichijo's reaction to hearing time of death confirmed at 744. And Ichijo just kind of seems to crumple on himself a little bit. Mm, Yeah. It's so good. It's... I love this part so much. Yeah, there's a bit in there where it looks like he might let out a sob and like, uh, like I really like, oh man, Ichijo, my boy Ichijo. It is very much, he's very obviously hurting. Yeah, the choice of just not having any, like the, the sound of the world as we look into the police car through the glass where we, like Ichijo is having this private moment that we aren't really privy to is like really good. He's having as much of a breakdown as he can. Right. Because um, Sugita shows up in another car, and as he's pulling up, like, Ichijo is looking down, and his face is really, like, you can't, it's not a close-up, but you can see that he's kind, he's like a step away, too, from actually crying. Yeah. And then Sugita knocks on the door, and it's very quickly, shape up, wipe away, get out of the car. Okay. We get, and he he talks to Sugita, he's like, okay, we gotta go here. We got to do this. I need to make a stop on the way, though, real quick. Right. Yeah. Right. Because and- uh, we hear from Subaki's dialogue. They they were talking about how to talk to Godai's sister. Yes. Also, it's there's very- um there's one part during this. It's foreshadowed a bit when Subaki's making these calls. He has the the X ray that he did of of Godai up when he came in, and it shows that yeah. um the belt is like is darkened in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. But uh, it, apparently uh, Ichijo is not hiding it as well as he thought, because he finishes up his conversation with Sugita and gets back in the car, and Sugita just kind of stops, and he goes, hey, what's wrong? Right. Which is, I think, literally the only time in the show someone has thought that Ichigo wasn't okay. Ichijo wasn't okay. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. Nothing's wrong. Did something happen to number four? And Ichijo doesn't say anything and just kind of looks off into the distance. Zagita's response is, well, I guess we can't just expect him to save us every time. And it's, it's this comp, it's this, that is a statement that was really, really, I can imagine is super hurtful to hear when you think your friend is dead, but like, Zagita had no way to know. Right. Ugh. And then it comes back to Tsubaki, who then gets called himself by, um, Sakuraku. He's like, I was actually about to call you. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like actually and then it cuts back to Sakurako so we don't actually hear him telling her again and they both kind of just uh, not great but Sakurako's response is like well you know what I I still believe in him I I was there when the belt went in him it was weird and I know it looks really bad right now but I I think it'll be okay and I don't, I guess I can see why she believes this, but it seems kind of odd. I mean, she's seen some pretty ridiculous shit at this <laughs> point. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I also Although think it's does... like, it's like everybody's like first stage of griefing, griefing is just denying that, yeah, that it's real. That's a very, yeah, that is also true. That, yeah, just, I can definitely see her being like. 
out of all the fantastic things I've seen, if only one of them could be my oldest friend not dying, please let it be. Yeah, and she also, then she starts, I mean, she does have some basis behind this, because apparently there have been some parts in the translation she's been doing that doesn't make sense, has, doesn't make full sense, or it seems to be referring to medicine. And so the, the phrase would be, even if the warrior's eyes, even if in the warrior's eyes a great eye appears, there is no need to shed tears. Which they, kind of figure out where they're talking about the great eye appearing it's the eyes dilate in death because it's they're not tensed anymore i think see i also actually took this to to reference that the belt that the belt eye went black yeah I, i thought it was a reference to both things but but yeah like i mean when um when you put get light into someone's eyes their their pupils contract it's like one of the most basic neurological reactions. And if that's not yes. happening, like, so there's something really fucked up. Like, usually right. the yeah. person is dead. Like, you know. Yes. The coroner explains that himself. So, she is hoping that the translation means, like, oh, maybe even if his eyes don't dilate, they're still fine. Yeah, and so they, they surmise they're talking about some sort of revival. Right. Yeah, and then we cut back to the Garanki, who are in. Uh, as they say, revival. They do uh, clip past uh, um, Godai's body lying in the in the hospital bed once. Just yes, in the dark. Yep. Very make 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 sure to note that it is lying there in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get uh, we cu- pretty. I like the way they film this next Garanki scene. Actually, yeah, it's they're backlit by like some neon sign or something. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. cool. Yeah, they're mostly silhouetted but, against this uh, sign that's flashing blue and red. Yeah, so we get the gog- weird eye goggle guy isn't there, but Bat Guy is ta- talking about. Oh, so is Bat Guy? Isn't seems still seems to be in pain. Yeah, he's still recovering from the bit. spores, but he's recovering, so Grongi can survive that stuff. And he was bitching about the fact that oh, they might is Kuga actually dead? You know, uh. What? Ginoga. That's the mushroom's name. Ginoga is going to... But the bat guy thinks Ginoga's going to die. Boa Lady's response is, Didn't you know Ginoga becomes stronger every time he's defeated? They're saying he, but I'm going to say they. Uh, yeah, um, J- Japanese doesn't have, a, uh, doesn't have gender yeah. pronouns like that. But uh, we also get the name of the golden... Necklace woman. She ha- names herself as Garima, and she's very much talking about like how the o- the only one who Ku is gonna fight is gonna be me. Mm-hmm. She gets very and full of herself. She does she like a fight. she does like a fist shake towards her side, like ah, nope. kick his ass or whatever. Okay, but uh, so after that, and then the mushroom person is seems to be kind of regenerating themselves by sitting, sitting in amongst water and humming and singing to themselves. Yeah, they are vaping intensely to bring themselves <laughs> back to life. Yeah, and then we cut to the pole pole where where Nana is looking out the window, sad because Godai's late. Yep, and of course it's still like raining and thundering because of course it has to. 
And the and the owner's response is, "Don't worry, it's fine. He's probably just go. He probably just went off on some adventure somewhere. This happens all the time." Which I guess is great that owner believes in him. Yeah, uh, and his niece is disappointed that uh, Godai promised that he would teach her the stomp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when he, why he called it the stomp. It made me laugh so much. Yeah. Let me cut to Ichijo informing Minori. The last person he has to tell. About Godai's death. Yeah. And Minori's response is, no, I think he'll get better. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as uh, Sakurako. So like yeah. So initial theory like grieving, but my other theory that I apparently took when I wrote down the notes is just Godai inspires like the supporting cast so much they just refuse to believe that this is an outcome that can happen. Yeah, that works. Uh it's if this was uh if this was Zio, they would have been like, No, I just looked ahead of the script a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But we're not that meta yet. Uh, she, nope. uh, I, I actually really like her line when she says, uh, "Has has my brother ever betrayed your trust in him?" And wow. she says, ne- "He never has, right? So he'll be okay." Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the hospital, where the coroner has gone into Godai's room, and kind of cautiously goes and starts feeling his body, and notices. Oh, wait, you're starting to produce body heat again, and your body temperature is going up. Um, That's not a thing dead people do. Yeah, dead this, people yeah this is not a thing that happens to dead people. And then luckily, Sakurako either calls back or she finds a thing to relate to Tsubaki. That is, uh, when the great eye appears in the warrior's eyes, no one should disturb his sleep slumber. Or his deep, deep slumber. slumber. What the fuck? <laughs> I wrote deep slumber. I just can't read. Yeah. So it's either I, because I, I th- they're either referring to the pupils dilating or the belt. Right. Yeah. So yeah, at that point, in the corner's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have, you know, broken his ribs with those chest compressions and shocked him. <laughs> I shouldn't bunch. have tried to save his life. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm I'm gonna leave him alone now. Yeah, uh, yeah, because heart stimulation is really hard on a body. It is not a thing you want to have done to you unless you need done. Yes, but he leaves, and as he leaves, he, turns the he makes on. sure to turn on the light. Which I, I think is a very neat inch. It's a thing of when the light was off, they believed for him to be dead, and when they turn it on, they believe him to be alive. Right. Uh, yeah, seeing the characters go through this emotional journey, like, it, honestly, like, it could feel a little cheap for them to, like, make us buy into all this sadness and then reverse it within, like, the same episode, but I I think the characters portray it well enough that it's believable. It it never, it didn't really bother me. (laughs) They they have a very real kind of, like, every, every reaction they have feels... Adequate, right? It doesn't feel like it's overdoing it. Doesn't feel like they're underdoing it. Feels like no, these are people whose very close friend just died. Especially for Ichijo, we see him have a depth of emotion we've literally never seen him have before. Yeah, it is the closest he's ever come to showing an emotion other than 
Um, stoic like, well, duty. I say that. Yeah, stoic duty. <laughs> it's nuts. Yes, it is. Okay, so we cut back to, well, now that that, we cut to the Itabashi ward at uh, 2.25 a.m. There are a lot of people around for 2.25, and our mushroom person seems to be doing much better, and their power seems to be much stronger now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's no longer a kiss of death, it's just in vicinity death. Right. Yes, and I I really like how they cut the scene, is as they're walking up the stairs, it starts to get this red tint, you know, because it was kind of an orangish mist that was going out. Yeah, and the entire screen just fades to red before it cuts to the next scene. Yes. Yep. And it's it's a, like a red door or a red light reflecting on a door in the police office or in the Metro Police HQ, and I really like yeah. it. They're a really good villain. <laughs> yes, they are. Great villain. Um, but it's the police. They're basically still looking through Shinjuku areas, even though the monster is now at Itabashi. Um, gets a call from Enikita who is wondering about uh, if they can... that They're trying to repair the TCRS, or TRCS, and to tell that to headquarters, and that she's only heard the barest of details about Godai, but she's like, you know, I've, I've only heard a little bit, but he should be fine, right? And she's... Even Anakita is very positive yeah, about this. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Ichijo is does not respond, so she just changes the subject. Yeah, in- but Anakita um, is not the best with emotions, so I guess they're keeping that aspect of no, her character. It 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 fits in with her character. But uh, she asks about twenty six, and they said they're trying to. They think it's trying to escape, so they're going in the area. But just as they're talking about it uh an underling comes in says hey there's been sightings in itabashi what itabashi that's nowhere near shinjuku so they have to go but before ichijo gets off the line with anakita she tells him hey we got some new gas bullets i've sent them over they're the gas bullets are twice as strong now please use them they will continue they will do twice as much nothing and it cuts back to Ichijo, who's maxin' relaxin', actin' all cool, lying in bed. Uh, there is a slight amount of red in his face now, so... Yes. And it zooms in on his face, and if I'm correct... Yes. As it zooms in on his face, there's, like, some heartbeats and, I think, noises that were showing up in, like, the original... Episode 1 and 2, the memories of the original Kuga. We get some noises of, like, activation as an cuts to a nurse coming into the door, and she's just kind of staring as we hear these, I guess, activation noises. Yeah, we hear, uh, yeah, Kuga belt noises. There's there's Kuga belt noises going on. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to the police, all fighting number 26, and they're not doing great. Nope. They're trying real hard, and they're doing not great at they're all. They're sucking. Even the new gas bullets that they set up a firing line of Ichijo, Sugita, and their underling, the gas bullets do nothing. It's kind of nuts. I love it. 
and we get to see. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And uh, this time, when when the mushroom person blows the gas, it kills people through gas masks now. Yep. Yep. And they keep shooting, can't do nothing, and it looks like <gasps> looks like Itch Joe might get killed, and then oh, mushroom notices that Kuga's back. Something, something, Kuga. <laughs> And apparently, apparently, Godai ran all the way from the hospital and just jumps and tackles a mushroom while in bright form. Right. Pretty much. Yep. We get to see glowing form again, which is pretty odd. It was glowing form, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Glowing bright, I forget. Yeah. Get to see a glowing form fight. I really like the glowing form. And glowing form kicks butt. It's the most powerful glowing form has ever been. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, th- this is of. the uh, the part where he, he wrestles the mushroom for a while and then throws them off out of this underpass that they're in. Yeah, and suddenly they're in much brighter weather on a grassy hill. Yeah, because when they're in the underpass, it's it's cloudy outside and overcast, and then they do the tackle, and then yes, it's a nice bright blue day. <laughs> That's very silly. And I mean, like, they're going down the hill into the river. That's fine. I understand. But the the overcast to a bright open day is nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a thing. It's one of the more noticeable mismatched cuts in the show so far. Yeah. But uh, Kuga is able to punch the mushroom in the face, knocks him down, and then does a rider kick. Which doesn't work. And even the emblem, like the burning emblem that shows up on the chest, is weird and wrong. And then it gets absorbed into the mushroom person's body. Yeah. So, so of course, the best course of action is to do it uh, again. Do that again, yeah. And then, when it doesn't work again, then do it yeah, again. Do it a third time. And I guess third time's the charm. Well, see, the third time, the, the leg-like anklet glue, so that time it's bound to work. Right, yeah. Yes. His little the jewels on his little uh leg anklets now glow apparently when he does a really good rider kick. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's when he gets yeah, get- like uh timed A press bonus damage or whatever. <laughs> it's the just attack. <laughs> right. Got the timing just right. Yep, and then the monster blows up. And uh, Ichijo kind of has been standing watching. Is kind of like, oh my god, is it really? It's like he has, you know, he's still got this serious look right up to the point that Kuga gives him a thumbs up. And there's Godai, and he comes out of his armor. And Ichijo's response is, "You're late, Godai." Turns around and walks away. He's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry. I gotta give him a thumbs up, but I'm not gonna cry." It's so, so soon, so soon. Is go to, and Ichijo gives him a thumbs up and he's walking away and I was going yeah myself so cute it's very good and Godai's Ichijo's smiling to himself as he walks away and Godai tries to chase him up the hill and then trips ah yeah it's so good I really like it and then we see Sakurako where it's the storm has ended so she opens the window and she's smiling up in the sky and then. We see Minori on the phone because Ichijo's called her and telling her Godai's okay and everybody's happy. Mm. And then Ichijo and Godai are walking and they're being buddies and smiling at each other. And ah, it's a good end of the episode. Yeah, then we get to the third part of this trilogy. I think it was uh, 
<clears throat> I think it was really cool to have the uh, the kind of all is lost moment at the end of the first third. Honestly, yes. I, I feel like in traditional narrative structures, they would have typically put Godai dying at the end of this second episode and then have him come back on the third. I, I it's just a neat twist to have it, him like die in the uh, die at the end of the first. You know, the second one be reaction to that, and then the third one be like this different follow up conflict. Yeah, yeah. It just works out pretty well. It gives us like a, a we see a lot broader range of the characters than I think we would have seen if they would have hit we just do. standard the the standard way you would expect them to do it. Yep. So yeah. So speaking of episode twenty, episode twenty is uh is smile. And uh, I feel like I feel like they had a quota of like, all right, Godai was dead for an episode. We need like to double up like the Godai being goofy this episode. <laughs> yeah it it very much felt like we've had like okay the climax and everything was was last episode. We had the climax of the main season or this first little arc of Godai dying and his resurrection, and it's a new, it's a fresh new start, a new Kuga. And so we're going to get all these really good scenes of just, like, this entire episode is just Godai interacting with people. Yeah, important character development stuff happens. And it's all real cute. Like, the open, the cold open is Godai and Ichijo driving in the car, and Godai's like, hey man, you know, I think, like, when I change colors, I should, like, have a catchphrase or something. Like, like what do you think about, like, Super transformation. What do you think? So good. I love it so much. And, uh, and Ichijo is just yeah, like Ichijo hides his mouth because he's laughing and it's like, no, that's that's great. And he's like snickering. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. And so Godai, Godai picks up like the speakerphone and starts singing into it as they drive down the road. <laughs> he yells, it's, Oh yeah, everlasting or whatever. Uh, because he, uh, Godai has now realized that he can never die. He is immortal. <laughs> Come from back from the dead. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, and then we come back from the opening. Godai is getting a checkup from the coroner. And he's just like, your body's completely turned back to normal. You're... Your healing factor brought you back from yeah. the dead. Uh, Common Rider died for our sins. He is now risen and whole again. Yep. Th- this belt is magic. It 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 gave you magic white blood cells, and then it raised your body temp. Yeah, it's like it. Actually, he didn't die. He just kind of went into this weird transient state that is very much like death. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a death-like state. He wasn't. He's only. Nine tenths of the way dead. Only mostly dead. Only mostly dead. But we get this cute thing of um, Tsubaki like jabbing Godai in the gut as they're talking about, as he's explaining what goes on. And so Godai grabs his hand and they start doing like. They do like an an arm arm wrestle wrestle. thing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they're doing this arm wrestle that Tsubaki's explaining. And Godai just kind of easily just, oh, yeah, just push it Yeah, it looks like the corner's like, if I'm ever going to beat Godai at an arm wrestle, now's the time. But nope. Godai still has superpowers. It's good. And it's pretty much, it's like, I don't exactly know what happened. All I know is that the stone has some sort of medicinal effects that pretty much, you know, it... It brought him fr- back from the dead, pretty much. I d- this is beyond my yeah, like, yep. I don't fucking know. 
And then he's like, hey, is Sakurako single? Yeah. Well, he makes sure to give Godai the charms back first. Oh, yeah. and then uh, yes, I think it's extremely about. cute that uh, Godai does not think anything of responding. Yeah, I think she is. Like <laughs> That's he, true. He Godai's does, just like, yeah, I think. Like, he yeah, has... Sure. He, like... He is not interest. He's not jealous at all of anyone who's interested in her. Ichijo, <laughs> e- e- on the other hand, is a little bit concerned. I, I I don't think it's like he's jealous of them. I just think I get the feeling that Tsubaki kind of has a reputation as you know as a flirt and will go after women. And so as it's like as solitary single, I got the feeling of Ichijo is like, man, really really and he kind of insults him and we get this cute scene at the end of it of like is he really single Ichijo's like you they have all kind of what about the girl from the other day uh she broke up with me she broke up with me because you interrupted my date not because I am a weird person head to the side gets tiniest little lip I'm so amazed he got his he got his lip to tremble like he did it's just the barest little like. Uh, it's real good. But then we go to uh, some. Oh, fishermen. he also gives. Uh, he also gives Godai back the uh, charms and says, "You know, thank them." Yes. Get some fishermen on the lake, and they're like, "Oh man, nothing's biting so, today." Do you think these are the oh, same man. fishermen from the Piranha episode? I was actually thinking, like, well, these guys are probably gonna die. Maybe. Whenever we see fishermen, good things don't happen to them. But he's like, oh man, that I think I saw a hand or an arm or something. That's weird. Oh, it's probably not a hand. It's totally a gross, disgusting hand. Yeah, it's the first part where this episode starts to turn into the thing. Yeah, it's like, it's this weird starting to rot hand that looks green and it's got nasty nails. It's Is that the mushroom thing's hand? Ooh. Yet... Clue. Yes, it is. But uh, then we go back to Jonan, where Sakurako is eagerly awaiting the the revived Godai's arrival. But uh, the door knocks. Oh, hey! She goes, and it's Ichijo! I, I think it's cute. Wait it, a minute. It looks like she's trying to get work done, but can't, because she keeps thinking about Godai. Yeah. And, she's, and she shows up, and the door's open, and shows there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Where's Godai? Uh, and he very obviously looks behind her, and it scenes cut so that the camera is pointing behind her and in, in front of her face, and it shows Godai starts coming in through the window again. And she gets this look on her face of like, oh. Yep, he sneaks in. Godai. Just like in the first episode, and she is, uh, amused by his, uh, cute scampness. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I just felt like I've been sleeping for too long. <laughs> I guess death is asleep. <laughs> well, oh, it is to Godai, the immortal champion of humanity who can never yep. die. Well, yeah, it's because of his so, fancy stone that they give a name to. Yes, the Amadam. A lot there apparently there's a lot in the text about it. Yeah. And they start discussing it after it after Godai makes sure to hang back up the mask. And it's made out of the same stuff that uh that the bug bike's made out of. Yep. But it seems to that there's a lot of info, but it seems kind of hidden. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like it's like someone put riddles in this text to just be extra annoying. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so 
there's a line in the text she translates where it says, the message of God and servant of the warrior, the warrior's thoughts will be fulfilled, apparently in reference to the Gaurum. Yeah. Uh, so, um, are, does the Kuga belt come from space? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe. It comes from ruins. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm definitely thinking aliens might be involved now. But. Probably. No, it's fine. It came from the ruins. Just normal, everyday, non-alien ruins. <laughs> they are now talking, and oh, hey, Jean shows up and finally gets introduced to Ichijo. Because I think this is the first time they've had an actual introduction. And Jean's response is like, oh, you're Ichijo. Oh, you need to make sh- you, you need to make sure to call Kame-chan. Call Baikohai, he misses you. Yeah, call Kameyama. And they're like, "Oh, wait." And Godai's like, "Oh, wait, the guy that had this weird that saluted like this and it does this weird salute." It's fun. And it's just Yeah, they they uh, actually had a, an excitable policeman in one of the I think it was like Phoenix Wright 2 or 3 that did the exact same incorrect salute thing. I guess it. Oh man, that may have totally been a reference. Yeah, to it might just be like an old, like vaudeville style stereotype joke in Japan. That's true. But um, so Ichijo and Godai are leaving. Godai is going to go to Minori's place to see the kids. Ichijo is going to go back to work, and j- before they leave, John asks. Ichijo if he'd be able to go look at the Goram artifact at the police HQ because it is a massive archaeological find and he doesn't say it but Gene was the one to find them and it might be helpful to have you know actual archaeological translators there to do okay, work. Okay if you pronounce it like Goram isn't that what they said in Farscape so they didn't have to curse? Goram, yeah. Goram. Or was that or was yeah, that in Gor- Firefly? Goram was in uh not Oh god, that's fucking That disgusting. was Firefly. It wasn't in Farscape, it was Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. It was Kark and Goram. <laughs> yeah, but then we after this, we cut back to the hand and it's getting even more nasty and green and gangrenous and there's this weird growth coming out whoa, of it whoa, now. Whoa. Be- before before you get to that, when when Jean goes to leave or Godai, whoever, Jean and Godai fist bump before, like, they leave, and that's uh, that's I the most precious thing in this episode. That. Oh, yes. I never cute. noticed their fist bump. Oh, my God. They, they, they don't just fist bump. They do the fist bump hand explosion. Yeah. Kinda. It's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's real fun. It must be protected at all costs. Yes, but then we get the fucking. But yeah, but then the then the gross hand thing happens on international. It's like on, legitimately. We are disgusting. recording this on International Men's Day, uh, and and this is a show about good male friendships. You know, be friends with the men in your life. Good men. Yep. Fist bump and do the explosion thing afterwards. <laughs> right. Yep. Then we go back to. Yusuke showing up at Minori's place, and the children are going nuts. Right. They, they, they do like apparently a, it's been it, too long. They do the thing again where they film the children as if they are an attacking horde of monsters or something. <laughs> yeah. It's great. 
And Yosuke, Yosuke, Yosuke gets into a giant pile of kids, stands up, and the young boy that was had to stay home because his mom was in Shinjuku while the unidentified life form was there. His name is Shiryuki. He's like, oh, Yusuke, you should become, like, number four so that if you if you get injured, you'll be fine. Because my mom told me that she couldn't come get me yesterday because the unidentified life forms were there. But number four beat him, right? right? This was the first time in the show where I was actually like, oh, okay, I guess Kuga is a secret identity. <laughs> yeah, at least to the kids. It's neat. And so, and also we get the thing of... I really like this where, well, Yusuke is playing with the kids, Ichijo goes over to Minori and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, like, you shouldn't have I'm to deal sorry, with this. I nearly got your brother killed. Yeah. It's nuts. And he just kind of ends this scene with Minori and Yusuke looking at each other and Godai's apologize or use case apologize like i'm sorry i made you worry and she's like it's fine don't worry they definitely it. talk around the i'm sorry i died and came back right yes uh yep. okay so, so then Yusuke is doing or no godai is doing the stomp for people yep he's performing he's stomp. performing the stomp for the children it is cute they all love it it's real good and, and then uh, more horrible pulsating hand. Yeah, the 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 hand has had the, the growth that was growing out of the hand has grown really big and is now f- glowing and pulsating. Uh, it has turned into a glowing pulsating green placenta thing. Yep. It's pretty messed Oof. up. It's nasty. And we go to this really nice scene of the Garangi talking, oh, but Boa Lady isn't uh, there. Why? Why do the Garangi get? Like, all of the interesting direction. Like, every time they're gonna do some, like, really cool dialogue direction, it's just always through these tiny Garanki scenes. Yeah. Garanki are weird and aliens, so they get the weird alien stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I do kind of love that. Yeah. And we get the name of our red boa right, lady. We finally figure out. Her, her, her name is Baruba. Baruba. And apparently, she has been called away by... Um, them. Uh, them is who are uh, the, go, the go, I believe. Yes. Because um, Gold Chain Lady, who I had, apparently I forgot. I, she said her name. I already forgot her name. Uh, like um, half of them start with G, so I ain't going to start trying yeah, to Yeah, she's she's talking about how apparently the only one be the only one that is worthy of becoming a go is me. So it seems to imply that the end of this game, the reward is becoming a go. Right. And the, I think they're the name of the game is the soul. Yeah, uh, I, I like how she, she says, I'm the only one worthy. And then the bad guy says me too. And she knocks him on his ass. Yeah, <laughs> She just turns around backhand, like close fisted backhand against his jaw and just knocks him. To no the one respects bad guy. Nope, nope, not in the least. Batman's the worst. <laughs> and then we get to see Baruba, who is going towards what seems to be some really big mansion estate yeah. in a gate. 
we don't actually see where she goes. She's just walking in uh, towards yeah. it yeah. before it cuts. And there's like a field of white disgusting. flowers that she's walking through that's uh, yeah. in between the camera and the mansion. They also say that that guy can't participate in the in the Suweo, which I'm going to assume is the name of the game. Right. Yeah. We still don't know why. They didn't say why. Just he's not allowed. And we cut back to the weird bulbous thing that's growing out of the hand. And it's so something fucking is tearing out of it. Comes out of it. Uh, A hand tears out of it. Full circle. The, these practical effects are really fucking good. Yeah, it's nah. It's fucking ugh. It's nasty as hell. Yes, it is. But then we go back to Anakita and the researchers looking at the bike. And they're very... they. There's, you know, nothing is happening. Nothing they're doing is getting any reaction out of it. So... <laughs> this part. This is great. Oh, yeah. So she calls Ichijo, except Godai responds. And Godai responds as Ichijo in a really bad estimation of his voice. <laughs> And he's it's, trying his best to do a serious face, which looks extremely <laughs> I, 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 Yeah, I love the face he makes when he's like, hello, this is Ichijo. Oh, that's so good. And, uh, and he's like, nah, it's just Godai. And then she's like, please come and touch them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just like, oh, uh, wait, what? Me. I appreciated you know, this adult humor. After you touch them. Oh, oh, right, right. Actually, can I go get something to eat first? No, I'll make you food here. <laughs> no, but that's fine. But I know a restaurant that serves really good food. I died laughing at this next scene. <laughs> this next scene was also oh good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Ichijo's like, by good restaurant, do you mean? And then they're in Pole Pole. And they're just sitting with like a bunch of what I'm going to assume is Yakuza. <laughs> I, no, I, I think they're supposed to be cops. Oh, no. I, I read them as uh, one of those dance troops that, uh, <laughs> you know, all dress in suits and do that. I, I think Garrett's right on the Yakuza thing, though. We should probably explain this, because it's a visual gag, and that doesn't translate well over audio. So we've got Ichijo and Godai sitting at the bar, and then there are five more gentlemen all dressed in the same black suit with the same black tie and the same dark sunglasses, all eating curry at with the same exact <laughs> motions at the same right. exact time, drinking at the same exact time. They get asked yeah. a question. They all nod at exact. It's they all just, move the spoons like, to their mouths at the same time. Yeah, like, it. N- there's, there's no thought, like, there's no focus on them at all. They're just there in the scene. A- at the very end of the They're scene. They're never brought up again. The owner says something to them, and the leader makes the one unsynchronized motion and picks up his glass in order to acknowledge the owner guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, just, I love it. it. It's really funny. <laughs> they ask, does it taste good? Yes. Like, I don't, I, I hope these guys just show up again. Because I don't think, I don't know, I just want them around. It was, They're yeah, fun. A little touch. Is it, uh, next scene is Godai and Ichijo in the police car again, and Godai is explaining to Ichijo how he knows the Pole Pole owner. And apparently it was that um, when he was very young, or he was six, his, da- his dad died while his dad was working in Afghanistan. 
And then his mom got and Godai's mom got sick and passed away when he was eighteen. Okay, hold on. Let me think about something for a second. Okay, the show's set in two thousand one, right? Two thousand one, yes. Uh, he would have been six nineteen years ago. So that would have been during the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan, right? I think that was still so. going on in the eighties. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd have to look okay. it up. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually, I think that was when um, Osama bin Laden was bringing the Taliban and Al-Qaeda uh, to fight the the Soviet occupation around that time period. Hmm. I, okay, okay. I, I'm not, I'm not checking it, but I think that's around the time that he's referencing here. That's, oh, his dad passed away for some some yeah, reason. I'm guessing his dad got caught up in that and, you know, killed. Yeah. And then Godai explained that basically he traveled around before settling down at Pop's place. Um, and he says that Ichijo has a good mom, asks about Ichijo's dad, and Ichijo's like, oh, my dad died. And Godai's response is, oh, then we're super similar then, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a really good scene though, because like it's it's like it is. The, it's pretty much the first time Ichijo's opened up, right? Yeah, they're just they're sitting down and they're talking about you know like why do we do things you know to to protect the ones we love and to try and get them to smile. And Ichijo's telling like, or Godai's like, man, I don't know. It's like I started like trying, I started by like trying to tell jokes and it didn't really uh, work. I, I like this. As it explains why he's such a goof that he you know yeah. developed it to try and cheer up his mom. I really like this. It's it's Joe and Godai getting buddy buddy. It's good. It's a good bromance. And then they make it to the Well, before that, the, the there's a creepy revived monster and it's super creepy and gross. Yeah, it's all specifically wet and goopy and it looks like this got this weird green film mushroom over it. It doesn't have is the nice zombie mushroom person. Yes. yes. A zombie mushroom. So then we cut to the research place in Chiba. Where, where they're like, well, if the stone in your body touches the stone in the bug, maybe maybe it'll work. Yeah, some maybe something will happen. So Godai goes over and touches it, and it doesn't do anything, and nothing, yeah, nothing happens. It's but then, <clears throat> go ahead. I was gonna say uh, it would have been funny if she said, "No, you have to touch it to your crotch." To touch like if, he, if, if she tried to get him to pick up the green stone and touch it to the stone oh, yeah. on his own belt. You know, it's just, he touches it and it's like, oh, it didn't work. And then he just kind of rubs his stomach a little <laughs> bit and then it works. And then it starts, and it glowing. starts glowing. And it all starts, and they, the bits, the Goram all starts forming together again. Yep. And then, and then someone runs down from upstairs and you're like, guys, 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 guys. Um, remember those remains? They're, they're freaking out. You know those little bits of the 26 that we brought in for study? We should, you should take a look at that. So they run upstairs, and a whole... Oh, hey, look. It's another weird green pustule. Yup. Yeah, so then Godai's like, I'm gonna light it on fire. It, it looks either like one of the alien eggs from Alien, or something from it, the it, thing. It read as alien it's, egg to me, It's definitely. wet and gooey and... Yeah. It's, it's much nasty. more of a bulb than the placenta that the other one was. 
Yeah. So Godai sets it on fire, and it screeches when he does, of course. And then Ichijo comes in with uh, extinguisher afterwards. It, it, it's a good thing yeah. that they didn't store any highly explosive chemicals on that lab table, because uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that everything in there in, in that room is perfectly fine. Yeah, because Godai doesn't ask before he sets it on fire. Well, I mean, they all watched him like light the blowtorch, <laughs> right? And once Ichijo uh, puts it out, we get this nice like three quarters angle from the top looking down cut or uh camera scene when they're looking at it it's very interesting because it like it angles the scene in such a way that it looks like the table is much lower than it is and it's very weird i don't know yeah so basically they decide they're gonna have to kill it kill the parts before they regenerate enough in order to be able to clone themselves again yeah, so we learn it can clone itself, but it can't clone itself again yet, so Godai can kill it now. Yes, because Ichijo gets a call from Sugita telling him about 26 showing up right. again. So Godai runs back to his bike, it's transforms... because it has a different uh, number pad oh, thingy. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, the new it, bike. It doesn't have a weird, like, uh, rotated number dial-in Yeah, in, instead of a dial, it's just got a keypad. Yeah, I believe it's called the, the Tri-Chaser A... But so he gets on the bike, transforms it to his colors, because this one can do that, too. All of them can. The police were just like, we need a masked rider function on this bike. Yeah, what if if we want to have a red beetle-themed cop? (laughs) Yep. Ichijo calls Godai, tells him where it's going on, and that, you know, it probably won't be able to regenerate. So let's go fight it. Yep, and then they fight for a bit, and then Godai does a pretty sweet... Rider kick, where like he rebounds really? off this container. You, you skipping a Am lot. I? I mean, they punch for a yeah. bit. You skipping the cops and Sugita showing up, and then Sugita almost dying again, again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. And getting saved again, because again. the guns they do nothing. Yeah. I mean, the three fifty seven magnums that okay. they've got. I will say, I'm getting a little weirded out by the fact that they keep saying we upgraded the police equipment. They've done that. The equipment like does four nothing. Or five times now, and they have still been ineffective every time. Yeah, like it was almost effective nuts. last time. That's true, but it still didn't yeah, actually so- affect the story at all. It nope. almost affected. Kuga shows up and saves Sugita. And smacks 26 around with the bike a bit. Yeah. We get more bike fighting. Yep. Which is fun. And then, yes, then we get some fighting. And it doesn't look like Kuga's doing all that well, actually. Yeah. Like, comparatively. Because Kuga then gets thrown into that container thing from, like, an attack. But then he, he turns it around. Yeah. 26, like, throws him, causes him to flip. He... Lands his feet on the wall, flips back around, and does a rider kick. Yep. And then it it doesn't blow up. Yes, it looks like it's going to blow up. And his feet are even, like, arcing with big energy. Yeah, it's, like, smoking and stuff, too. And then it kind of just melts. Yeah, and gets the cracks all along its chest looking like it's going to blow up. And then, no, yeah, it just kind of melts into goop. So I wonder if it's because it's a, it was a clone. I think uh, so. I mean, it didn't have a belt. It's the only one we've seen die without a belt. That's true. Yep. 
And then, yeah, and then Ichijo comes up, and then Godai's like, D- do you think I kicked it right? And I, I really like this scene where it's, uh, Godai is in Kuga, and this camera, pan- the camera slowly goes, like, I can see that the person is walking forward with the camera, and gets a close-up with Ichijo, and then turns and pans the camera, and when you see Godai again, he's no longer in Kuga right. form, and is yeah. now just in regular clothes, and it's a nice way to hide a change. Yeah, the, they swap, swap the actors within a single cut. A nice, nice touch. Yeah. Yes, and then Godai's like, hey, do you think I kicked him right? Does it, does it gives a big sheepish grin of like, it's very fun. Yep. And then did you notice for the ending card for this episode when it went to like the red thing with the grungy text on it that like it kind of like freaked out in the middle of it yeah. for a second? Yes, yeah, it like yes. It. It's indicating something. And I'm, I'm, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm excited to see what it means. Okay, and that's uh, 20. Yep. Those are our four episodes this week. One one recap episode and three of the best episodes that we've seen so far. Somehow we went on even longer when one of the episodes was a recap. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Uh, I, I, this, <laughs> not... this might have been the high point of Kuga for me so far. I really like this three-parter. This was good. So th- you know, these were some good episodes. I think we just really like these and are able to chat about that's, them. That's true. It's good stuff. Um. So. So yeah, we have a website at journeythroughthedeckcast.com where there's links to things such as Twitter, emails. You can rate and review us on iTunes, which is super appreciative and the like. Um. Because SEO stuff and like the iTunes determines how popular your podcast is and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Go tell the Toku Network that you want Common Writer. To be, you know, licensed for America or yep. the, the West in general. It would be really nice if they could run Zio, so I could just like watch it on there. That'd be good. And ju- just run anything. I'll watch whatever they put up there. Yep. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Hope you had fun. Yeah. Yep. Until next time, as always, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Life is more than just an interval between kung fu fights.